Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you guys so much. You may be seated. Thanks, bro. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Does anyone else believe that? Come on, a quiet church is a dead church. God is so good. I love his spirit. I love his presence. I love the anointing, but I want to encourage you that the anointing is not something separate from the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit moving. What Dad has always said, there's not four members of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the anointing. But sometimes that's how we live our life, almost like the anointing is something separate to be chased after. The anointing is simply the moving of the Holy Spirit. And I've got a real word for us here today because I think we're in a very significant time as a church. But before I do that, God was speaking to me something else during the worship, so can I just start there? Well, I'm going to because i got the microphone, but feel free to just enjoy it. Uh, I want you to lean in, and can you guys help me preach? This is, uh, uh, there's been a few meetings already, got a few more over the next few days, and, uh, and it's just wonderful when there's an engagement and a receiving. Uh, I probably said it here before, um, I can definitely walk with God, I can definitely hear from God, I can definitely bring God's Word, and I will promise you I'll always do that when I come here. The one thing I can't do is do your receiving for you, and nor can anyone else, no one else. And isn't it interesting, you can get multiple people in the one room, some go out utterly transformed, just having an encounter with God, and other people go, oh, that was all right. Same message, same spirit, same worship, same songs, the only difference is your heart. I'm putting it on you today for what you get from God today. Because that's the absolute truth. There were people that Jesus, come on, the Son of God, the Son of God, the Son of God. Some people there, they got out of, uh, I was going to say wheelchairs, probably not wheelchairs, but they, they got off crutches and they had blind eyes opened and they had salvation. And they were set free from demons, including one man from 2,000 of them. Come on, guys. And why? Because they, they, they came to receive. They, Jesus even asked them questions, what do you want me to do? And they said it, and he, they received. They re- make it, they received, but there's other people. It says that in certain places he could not do many miracles because they said, he's just a carpenter. Come on. He's, just, he's from Galilee. Can anything good come from there? Can, yeah. People didn't receive certain things because they didn't receive certain things. It's never a lack on God's supply. This is actually not the thing I was going to start with, actually, by the way. (laughs) We might get there. Who knows? Uh, We might even get to lunch. We might even get to 2023. Who knows? But we need to understand there's never a lack on God's part. There's never not only never a lack on his ability, there's never a lack on his desire. There's never a lack on his desire to not only touch your life, but transform and change your life. God did not come to patch up your life. He came to give you supernatural, eternal, abundant life. Come on, get out of the chair life. Get up off your mat life. Come on, step into destiny life. 
This is what God came to give. But the difference between those that do and those that don't is nothing to do with God. If I'm challenging some things, it's because you need to be challenged. Come on. Know the truth. The truth will set you free. But you've got to receive it. Oh, karabasa. Man, I don't even know. John 8, 31, 32. Come on. This is the life of the Spirit. This is the life of the Spirit. To the Jews who believed in Him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you don't hold passively. You don't hold complacently. You don't hold sitting back. A holding is you taking hold. It is you receiving If you hold to my teaching, then you really are my disciples. Don't say you're my disciples and live life how you want. Because if that's the case, you ain't my disciple. If you hold to my teaching, then you're my disciple. Then you're really my disciple. Jesus said in John 15, if you do what I say, come on. That's an expression that you love me. I love you, I love you, I love you. But please don't mess with this God and don't touch this God and don't touch my finances, God. And don't really tell me what to do, God. That's not discipleship. Discipleship is a pupil, a student, a learner, a follower. Jesus said, if you want to come, he said, be my disciples, come and follow me. Oh, I'm saying it's time to restore followership to the church if that's the word it is now following Jesus is what we're called we don't come to dictate to Jesus we don't come to direct to Jesus we don't come to Jesus say bless this and bless this no I come to follow him and he says to the Jews who believed him he said if you hold to my teaching then you're my disciple then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free but where does the freedom that we desire start? When we hold, when we receive, when we lean in, when we take hold of the one. Come on. God says, you draw near to me and I will draw near to you. But you know what? We need to understand the starting point is God always initiates, as I said to someone before. God never, ever responds bonds as his starting point he initiates in the beginning God it starts with God no one is born again unless the spirit of God has been pulling them and drawing them towards himself and then we respond and we think we've started the relationship I found God I chose God. No, the Bible says you, you did not choose me. I chose you. I chose you. I started this whole thing. I had a moment right then. I go, what the heck am I talking about? Praise God. Hallelujah. He initiates. We respond, but we got to do the responding. He doesn't do the responding for us. If you want in a prophetic word, this is it right now. That's what I got. Men and women of God, children of God in this room right now, stop complaining about your present reality 
And start praising the God who is eternal, who is in you, who is for you, who is working things together, who is going to complete what he started. God's not here to do my bidding. I'm here to walk in relationship with him and to be about my father's business on earth as in heaven. Come on, can we have a shift? Can we have a shift? Can we have a shift? Can we have a shift in Jesus' name? In Jesus' name. Some of us need to let ourselves be free in the Holy Ghost. Some of us need to actually extend the same grace and mercy that God's extended to us. We need to extend it to ourselves. Sometimes we think that God's not giving to us when what? is happening is we are not allowing ourselves to receive from him. Come on. So let's just go here for a moment. The Father is in heaven. True? He's not in your heart. He's in heaven. Cool? Jesus said, when you pray, pray to our Father. And then he tells us where he is. Say it out loud. Come on. Our Father. That's where he is. Amen? And remember, even when Jesus came, God so loved the world, he sent. So obviously if he's on earth, then if he's sent, he's in a different place. He's in heaven. Can I hear an amen? I'm going somewhere here. I need you to hear this. He's in heaven. Where's Jesus? He's not in your heart. He's in heaven. He's in heaven. He ascended, remember? He ascended. And the one who ascended will one day again descend. Are you with me, church? He ascended. In Ephesians 1, God says that, uh, the Father raised him up and seated him at his right hand. Is that where he is? That's where he is. And he's preparing a place for us. Come on. Can you imagine how glorious that's going to be? If he's spending this long building it. Thankfully, he took his carpentry course when he was on this earth. But man, can you imagine what he's preparing? So we got the Father. we got the Son. we got them in heaven. Amen, church? And Jesus said, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And it's not only going to be on you like he was on me, says Jesus. He's going to be, come on, come on. He's going to be what? Come on, shout it out one more time. He's going to be. But here's what the Lord was speaking to me about in worship. The primary purpose of the Holy Spirit living in you is not for him to just speak to you about what's on your heart and about what's on this earth. We have made the Holy Spirit speaking about what's happening here primarily. But this is what God started to show me in the worship. Where's the Father? Where's the Son? The Spirit, His responsibility, if it were, is to actually reveal Jesus, and Jesus reveals the Father. It's actually to actually reveal him to us. And it's also to actually tell us what's on their heart. So I want to just shift our perspective today from God, would you tell me about this, this, and this? But God, the Spirit of God who lives in me, would you reveal what Jesus is like? Would you reveal what the Father is like? And here's the thing that he showed me in worship. Would you show me what's on the Father's heart 
for this earth? And would you show me what Jesus has already accomplished for this earth? I don't know if you just got what I just said. We need a revelation of what was on the Father's heart for this earth. But we need that not as in a focus on the earth. We need it as in the culture, the environment of heaven. We need a greater revelation. Because Jesus said, when you pray to pray to our Father in heaven, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on this earth as in heaven. So we actually need to know the culture, come on, of heaven. We need to know what the Father's like, because that's what we want down here. Come on, around this world today, we don't need our our good opinions, our ideas, our fighting for things. We need to know what the Father's like, what the Lord Jesus has done already for this earth. And we need to allow ourselves to be conduits of it coming on this earth as it is in heaven. And the Spirit of God is living in you, not so that you can sit back safe and sound and cruise ship to heaven is so that he can reveal the father and reveal the son reveal what the father's heart is come on it's his will that none should perish come on we need to have a revelation of what Jesus has done for this world come on I've given you authority church it's time to get up and Fight in the Holy Ghost for the lost and dying people that are going to hell. Come on, where are the Holy Ghost Marines? Where are the men and women of God who get up in the morning and you put on your armor and you say, I'm going into this day. The devil will not win. God will be glorified and I will see a shift in the environments that I enter into. Praise God. It's time for the church, and I'm talking the people, to get past ourselves and get on to God. Get on to God's heart. Get on to, and I, I, I pray I articulate this because I'm only getting it now, but it just, it's, 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 it's the Spirit is here to reveal what's on the Father's heart, and it's to reveal what Jesus has already done. They're the statements. Did you get the statements? What's on the Father's heart and what Jesus has already done. We need to know both because if we just know what's on Father's heart, then we live with the place of looking towards something to happen so that that can happen. Are you with me? We need to have a revelation of Father's heart and what Jesus has done. Can I declare to you boldly and loudly that Jesus doesn't waste words and what he says is the truth? Does anyone believe me? Does anyone believe? When he says it is finished, let me tell you what he means. It is finished. I'll give it to you in a different translation. It is finished. It is finished. Finish. Mm. 
Second Peter 1, 3, his divine power, that's the Holy Ghost, come on, who's living in us, has given us everything we need, has given, has, has, has given us everything we need for life and godliness throughout knowledge of Jesus, of what he has done. Some of you are sitting there saying, yeah, but that's not my reality. That's not my experience. And I'm not here to dispute that. Because many times it's not my reality. Including this morning in some ways, it hasn't been my reality. But I refuse. I refuse to let my reality my experiences, my understanding or lack thereof, come on, my body, my mind, my emotions, my relationships, the things going on that seem just so here at times, I refuse to allow that to determine what is happening right now in the Holy Ghost. I got to push through as much as you got to push through. But I'm understanding more and more. Come on. If it says in Zechariah 4, 6, it is not by might. It is not by power. But it is by my spirit, says the Lord. And I'm here to declare by the spirit of God what you need more than anything else. I need you to hear this line that's about to come out of my spirit. You, What you need more than anything else is not a demonstration of the spirit's power in your life. You need a greater revelation of what the Father's heart is and what Jesus has done. If we went through our day meditating on that, I want to tell you some things will just fall to the wayside. Some things I see chains breaking. Come on. I see habits breaking. I see addictions breaking. I see sickness breaking. I see relationships restored, not by us pushing through and trying to make, but by the Spirit of God who's revealing the heart of the Father in heaven. Come on to earth. And what Jesus has done. Hallelujah. Can I start to preach now, please? Would you stop interrupting me? If I'm a bit fanatical for you, do yourself a favor, don't go to heaven. Because there's a lot of crazy fanatical people out there. Why do we, why do we, should I go there? Why do we celebrate craziness in the world and despise it in the church? How far do I push this? Why? Why are we... See, you need to hear the words I speak, but I pray always when I come, what you do, even if you don't know it, is you're receiving, you're receiving an impartation from my spirit, not my words. And I try to model what I'm actually speaking. 
Because now I had the opportunity to, I could easily step into the flesh right now. And I could easily push something in the natural. So I'm pausing, so I stay in the spirit. Because you see an issue, that doesn't make you a man or woman of God. Everyone sees the issues. But there's too many men and women of God that are speaking into fighting against issues on this earth, but they're doing it in the flesh, not in the spirit. I'm not saying all of us, but too many. I see the fruit of it. By the fruit you shall know them. Come on, church, can I speak? We've got to stay in the spirit. We've got to stay. There's times that Jesus, many times that Jesus did not utter a word because he refused to get into the flesh right now and fight this on a natural level. There are too many people quoting scripture verses, but what you're doing is you're taking out the sword like Peter and chopping off someone's ear, and Jesus said, put that away. I didn't tell you to do that. None of this is pre-planned, but I'm in the spirit right now. We've got to stop spiritualizing what is a natural response. You don't add a scripture to a fleshly response and say God was in it. And it doesn't make you a bad person. Please, I'm not saying that. Peter, Peter, come on, Matthew 16, Peter, verse 17, you are the Messiah, you are the Christ, you are the son of the living God. Jesus said, man, you are so blessed because you, you're right now walking in the revelation from heaven. My father gave you this. You're in the spirit right now. Six verses later, after Jesus starts to say, I've got to go and die and all this, and he goes, no, forbid it. It ain't going to happen. He's talking to the son of man. He's talking to the son of God. He's telling him what you're saying. It ain't going to happen. And Jesus, six verses later, after saying you are so blessed because you're walking in the spirit revelation, turns and says, now get behind me, Satan, because right now you do not have in mind the things of God, but merely human. You've stepped from the spirit into the flesh in six verses. You and I can do it in six seconds. The world needs... Believers who stay in step with the Spirit. Because you see it does not mean you need to say it. You are not here to solve the world's problems. You're here to know the Father's heart, to know what Jesus has done, and shine in such a way that people see your good works and they glorify the Father in heaven. Be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in you. Not be ready to speak about every issue that's going on on this earth. I, I got to just go there. The Lord, you want a word for some of us? Shut up. I'm never going to be invited back here, am I? If that offends you, Jesus called his disciple Satan. You got off lightly, just settle down and relax. I'm not here to offend, but by the grace of God and the leading of God, 
And I haven't got there yet. God needs to sometimes bring correction, and he does it through prophets. Why? Because it's not about me and how I feel and how I think and what I want and what I think should happen. It's about God being seen and glorified on this earth. We got to stop fighting against some issues and start to walk in the spirit. Can I hear anybody say amen in the church today? My wife smiling at me and nodding and going, it's good, so I'm good. Are we good, church? Again, I practice what I preach. Years ago, family members who are not walking with God, who man... I've got the privilege of traveling the world, speaking to people's lives, and I hear testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony, how something we've said, something we've imparted, something we've prayed, something we've preached, something we've prophesied has changed people's lives. So my starting point in my family is, is if that can happen out there, it can happen in here. I can say something that's going to shift their life and turn them around. And I remember the day the Holy Spirit said to me, Three things. Number one, I kid you not, this is word for word what the Holy Spirit said to me. Close family friends who I was trying to, see, good motivation. Those that are speaking on this issue, good motivation, just listen to me. I had a great motivation. You had a great motivation. But God said to me, number one, your love, not your lectures, will win them over. The second one, he said, I'm this is God speaking, I'm a better Holy Spirit than you are. Isn't that rude? (laughs) Seriously, does he know who I am? Come on, we've got to make sure that's not how we're thinking. Your love, not your lectures, will win them over. I'll tell you what the Bible does not say. Did you hear me? It does not say, for God so loved the world that he sent his son to lecture them. He sent his son to save them, not to condemn them, but to save them. And he said, I'm a better Holy Spirit than you are. And then the last thing he said, and this is why I'm practicing what I'm preaching, he said, unless I tell you, unless I tell you, not if you see something or hear something in them that needs to be changed, come on, church. Unless I tell you to, you keep your mouth shut. That's what God said to me about close family members who are not walking from God, and I so desperately want them to. And he would have said that 10 years ago, and they're still not walking with God yet. But there's times where they initiate conversation, and then I give an answer for the hope that's in me. I keep on shining my light and they say, I have a real problem with Christianity and with this and this and this. But my big struggle now why I can't throw it all away is because I look at you and Sal and I know how real it is. And I'm thinking there's got to be something in it, but I don't know how to reconcile it. 
I've got to go somewhere else. Just let me find something here. Here we go. James 3, 9 to 12. It's one of the ones I gave you there, Aaron. I know you're on already. James 3, verse 9 to 12. With the tongue. I'll just let you read it for a second. With this tongue. Can we, can, we, can we personalize this for some of us? Can I personalize it for too many in the body of Christ right now? With this tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and yet we curse human beings. You might say, I don't. If you're attacking them on social media, you're cursing them. Jesus said, even if you've got enemies, let me tell you what to do. Pray for them, not against them. Pray for them. Bless them. Do good to them. Come on. Is is, is that not what it says? It's time to do things God's way. Revival, revival, revival. Everyone wants revival. Anyone in this room want revival? Revival is coming back to God's way. That's what revival is. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? We know the answer. What is it? No. My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or grapevine bear figs? What's the answer? Neither can a salt spring Produce fresh water. Maybe God's most honored in our praise of him when our lips speak love for others. Maybe we should follow the example of Jesus and he opened not his mouth. Let me pray, seal this and then See if I download anything else. Father, that was not on my agenda, but clearly it was on yours. But as Sally so wonderfully shared yesterday, you only remove things from our lives or ask us to remove something from our life in order to add something better because that's just who you are. He says, give me your sins. Come on, I'll give you life. Give me death. I'll, I'll give you life. Give me brokenness, I'll give you wholeness. Come on. This is what God does. And God's saying to some of us in this room, give me, okay, I'm just going to tell you what the Spirit's saying. Please close your eyes, just let me speak into you. Give me your crusade and I'll give you my cause. Give me your fighting against issues. And I'll give you a fighting in the spirit. Hmm. Right now in this holy, holy moment. Father, to every wrestling heart and mind right now. 
Spirit, speak clearly. Now, man and woman of God, in this holy moment, while you've got your eyes closed, look into the Lord. Receive from God's heart in Jesus' finished work what the Spirit wants to say to you right now. I hear the Lord say, let it go, lay it down. Some of you, that's what you need to do right now. Let it go, lay it down. Remember, you're not the Savior of the world. Jesus has already done that. You are the salt. You are the light. You're the minister of reconciliation, not the administrator of condemnation. Listen to the Spirit. Speak now, I pray. In Jesus' name, Father, speak to me. is prompting you that he needs a shift in your focus, your pursuit, your conversations, your responses. Why don't you literally take a minute right now, realign to God's best. If you need to ask him to forgive you, ask him to forgive you. But then receive mercy and grace and get ready to move forward in partnership with God. So do it right now, do it right now. Don't listen to the lie of the enemy. Don't listen to the voice of the enemy right now. Listen to the voice of God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. While every eye is still closed, just in this holy moment, every, no one moving around, just you and God. Not looking to me, but looking to the Lord. I just want to give an opportunity for anyone that has not presently 
in the privileged position, God's intended position, of you walking in friendship and fellowship with the God who loves you so much. Being good won't produce it. Trying harder not only will not produce it, it will probably take you further away. But the Bible says it's by grace, God's favor, God's undeserved favor, that you have been saved through faith. That's our believing him. Not believing your past, your circumstances, not believing the voice of the enemy or the voice of that teacher or that parent who said, you're no good, but believing the voice of God that says, I love you so much, I sent my son Jesus to live for you, to die for you. And he died for you so that you can live. He took on the sins of the whole world, yours and mine. Sin isn't just all the big stuff. It's just falling short, missing the mark of God's perfect holiness. We've all done that. We've all done that. Don't beat yourself up. Just receive God's grace. We can't save ourselves, but Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. And not to bring you into religion, but to bring you into relationship with God the Father, where the very Spirit of God lives in you and he leads you. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit the counselor and the comforter. And he'll lead you into all truth. And the Bible says, you know, the truth, the truth will set you free. God is good. He's nicer than you think. He's kinder than you think. He's more gentle than you think. He's more patient than you think. The disciple wants to ask Jesus, how many times do I have to forgive? He was looking at from a natural human perspective. And Jesus answered, not seven times, but 70 times seven. And the greatest thing he wanted the disciples to hear was not this is what you need to do, but this is what I do for you. God's forgiveness is greater than your failures. And God's life is so much better than our own choices, decisions, desires. So while every eye is closed, if you want this relationship with the God who created you and is more for you than anyone could ever be for you, the Bible says you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You will be saved. If there's anyone here that is not saved, you're not in this relationship with God through Jesus Christ, would you do me a favor? No one's looking around. Just lift up your hand really high. I just want to pray for you. Anyone here today? And if you're putting up, just put it up high so I can see. Hallelujah. 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 To God. Be the glory. The reality is in a room this size, sometimes there might be someone and maybe 
They didn't put up their hand, but their hearts going ten to the dozen. The Bible doesn't say anywhere about putting up your hand. It's it's a heart thing and a mouth thing because life and death is in your mouth, your tongue. So I wonder, church, if we would all pray this together. And if that's you and there's someone here, hey, pray this. And the Bible says, hey, you're going to have eternal life today. So church, while we're just praying, would you pray this out loud with me? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that you are love and you're the purest form of love. You are love and you love me and you sent your son Jesus to live for me and die for me and to take my sins and to replace it with life. I acknowledge that I have sinned and I've fallen short of the glory of God. Forgive me. Cleanse me. And now I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, come and live in me. Reveal the Father. Reveal Jesus. And lead me. In your ways, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, amen. Praise God. So what I'm going to do is this, because God's given me some wonderful scriptures and insights on this transition time, which, by the way, I believe with all my heart is God, and God's been stirring it in my heart for many, many years. Your pastors and you are going to flourish as you join with LifePoint and come under Pastor David and Pastor Donna's apostolic grace. You might not understand it, but I'm declaring by the Spirit of God, he's all over it. And the greatest thing is not your comfort, my comfort, my desire, your desire. It's actually God's kingdom come, God's will be done in Mount Barker and beyond. Come on, the, the LA Hills, this area. The greatest perspective that we need to have is not what does this mean for me, but what does it mean for them? Kingdom over personal. God's kingdom over personal. You got questions? Fine. But let's go to God came to seek and save the lost. He left the 99 to chase after the one. Look at the Bible says by their fruits you shall know them. Look at the fruits of what's on Pastor David, Pastor Donna's life. I want to tell you, it is kingdom expansion, Holy Spirit. And your pastors are going to flourish. They're about to hit their best days. And so are you. Pastor David was here yesterday. He said, this place soon, if, if, this, if we, we move ahead with this, this place soon, we'll have to go to double meetings on a Sunday packed. We're going to have to, if... I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done, but just let me. Please, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you, do not have a mindset, but I like the smaller community church. I beg you, I beg you. That's what home groups and life groups are for, connection. And Acts 2, they meant house to house. Don't be part of a church that's grown and say, I don't like it, I need a smaller place if you're not in a small group. 
Because that's anti-scriptural. If 3,000 got saved on the day of Pentecost, it means there's more than that that were there. The Bible says in Romans 12, uh, Hebrews 12, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, there is a lot of people. And while there is lost people, we need growing churches. And we need large churches. And we need small churches, listen to me, who are growing. It's not about what I like. It's about lost people encountering Jesus Christ. Will there be mess? Yes. That's okay. Will there be uncomfortable times? Yes. That's okay. Last time I checked, dying on the cross was not only messy and uncomfortable, it was brutal and harsh. But look what came, salvation and life for humanity. Do not look at the cost, look at the cause. It is not about what does it cost me. It's about what is God doing. And I want to release you by impartation right now as I close. Let's get on board and say, God, explode this place with Holy Ghost power, with the Word and the Spirit. And may we, and may we, and may we, and may we over the next five years see thousands saved. May we over the next five years see thousands saved. Come on, may we have to have not only multiple campuses, but we need to get a bigger building. Because this ain't going to contain the youth. Come on, lift your vision. If you say that's not possible, I say, come on, who defines what is possible? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Please, let this be about God's kingdom. God's kingdom. Now, I had a whole bunch of stuff on entering the promised land, this transition time that I believe is gold for you. So I'm going to go home. I'm going to record it. I'm going to preach my heart out, and I'll send it through. And then you can have that here. I haven't even asked them. I'm just saying. I just, I'm invested in what's happening here. I'm not preaching for high. I'm part of the family. I'm your brother. I'm your brother. God's kingdom come. There you go. Get up in the morning. God, let your kingdom come. Kingdom is the authority to rule over. You pray God's kingdom, you'll say, not my will, but yours be done. You can't have one without the other. In this transition time, you can't have your will and God's will. If they're in conflict, one's got to submit. But I tell you where the life is. God's kingdom, God's will on this earth as in heaven. Let me release the blessing of God upon you. If you want to... Stand up, lift your hands to heaven, reach out and receive. Come on. Praise the name of Jesus. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Come on, let us exalt his name together. Father, release your goodness, your spirit. 
your power, your majesty right now on every person in this room. Fill them afresh, Holy Ghost. Lord, fill them to overflowing. But Lord, let that be our goal, that we are filled to overflowing, not to containment, says the Lord. To overflowing, not to comfort, says the Lord. To overflowing, not to containment, says the Lord your God. Who have I appointed in your life this week for you to shine your light in such a way that people see your good works, glorify the Father in heaven, and say, what is different about you? God says it's time to shine in future. Church, it's time to shine, man and woman of God. And I'm about to grow and expand and enlarge by your union with another church where there's a grace, and together my kingdom will come, my will will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. And the Lord your God says, Will you be a part of what I am doing in this season? Will you be about your father? Father's business. Will you step aside, as it were, from your pursuits, your desires, your intentions, and say, not my will, but let your will be done. We surrender all. Lord, it's easy to sing, but in this room right now, come on, church, I give you everything, Lord. I give you everything, Lord. I surrender everything, Lord. Lord, for your glory, I live and breathe and move and have my being in you and from you and move through me and let it be to the Father's glory, oh, to the Son's honor, oh, in the power of the Spirit. And let us look with prophetic eyes at what is happening now and how this brings transformation and life to where we live work and play and i see it like a ripple going out says the lord come on and God says, you are the pebble that I want to drop into the water where the ripples go out. God says to you, man and woman listening to my voice, do not look to another. I choose you, says the Lord. I want to drop you into that workplace. I want to drop you into that family environment. I want to drop you into that sporting place. I want to drop you into that shopping center. And I don't drop you in there for you to sink to the bottom. I drop you in there for the ripples of my spirit to go out says the Lord. This is about the ripples. This is about the extension of the kingdom of God. Will you be a part? Will you play your part? If it's about God's kingdom come, the Lord says, will you play your part in my kingdom extension in this time in 2022, 23, 24, 25 and beyond says the Lord. I have a part for you. You are not the lead character. I am the lead character, says the Lord your God. You are supporting actors to make the lead character shine.
shine, shine, shine. Because we cannot change a person's life, but the Spirit of God can. And he says, come and be about my Father's business. Come and be a part. I am sending you out into all the world. Come on, to preach the gospel, the good news. Not to bring condemnation, but to bring life and transformation and revelation by the Spirit of the Most High God. But I'm asking you to leave your nets. I'm asking you to kill the oxen and burn the plow. I'm asking you to put your hand to the plow and to not look back. The Lord says, do not look back to yesterday's disappointments. It's time to set your gaze upon what God is doing now in Jesus' name. It's time to look through prophetic eyes and prophetic sight, says the Lord your God. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Some of you, awaken out of your slumber. Awaken out of your sleep. Awaken out of your disappointment. The Lord says, let disappointment stay today here and not go with you as you leave this building. I need you. Not because I need you, but I choose you. Therefore, I need you to be about what I'm doing. God says, flow with me. Don't fight against me. Father, we echo the words. Almighty God, the man Isaiah who had been touched by the anointing of God. And he said, here am I. Send me. Send us. Empower us. Use us for your glory. And the saints the warriors, the kingdom advances of God said amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you. Well, great word. Great word. I'd encourage you that, uh, to watch that message again uh, on uh, YouTube stuff and uh, just get it into your spirit. Just let it wash over you again and again and again. Just a great word. And I'll uh, make a, a, a commitment that as soon as uh, Steve has put that message together that he spoke of, that we will uh, make that available here. Either we'll run it on a Sunday Sunday morning or depending on how long it is. Because uh, <laughs> that's all good. No. Sunday morning, really. Yes, that's cool. So we will run that on a Sunday morning. So uh, look forward to doing that. But uh, just thank you for your support. Thanks for coming out today. Uh, anyone have a, a good morning? About five of you. That's all right. That's good. <laughs> Praise God. That's good. Excellent. Well, I'm not sure about this, but uh, you are loved to bring love. You are loved to bring love. And you've been healed to bring healing. You've been freed to bring freedom. Go in the name of Jesus. Now, there's some specials happening out in our cafe today. There's no chips available, but there is chicken and salad for a, a small cost. If you head out to there, three bucks for chicken and salad out there. So uh, head out there. It'll be a great time. If you want to chat with Steve and Sally, they're more than happy to stick around and uh, 
and just continue to, to uh, release the blessing of God that's in their life. So have a great, great week. Don't forget, uh, this afternoon at 5, down at LifePoint, if you want to come down and join us, that'd be great. Uh, this Friday night, 7.30, up at Tail and Bend, uh, Jane and I are going to be heading up to that. Uh, and then next Sunday morning, we've got uh, Pastor Donna, David and Donna Hall, who will be here ministering the Word as well. Have a great, great day. May you enjoy this wonderful sunshine. May the power and the glory of Jesus rest on you as well. Amen. Bless you heaps. Let's give Steve and Sally a great hand. Come on.